0: Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by
1: Ariel Property Advisors.
0: Hi everyone, Shimon Shkuri with Ariel Property Advisors here with uh, Coffee and Cap Rates, our podcast. And today we're going to talk about the Bronx with my two esteemed uh, colleagues, first Jason Gold. Hey Jason, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you, Shimon? I'm well as well. And uh, we also have Daniel Mafar here with us today. Daniel, how are you? Hi, Shimon. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So guys, look, I I know that when we're looking at our 2023 report, uh, we see, like anywhere else in the city, a a substantial drop in value, and volume, not so much value too, but mostly in volume about a 22% drop uh, to only $1.8 billion in the Bronx. But I think the Bronx didn't suffer as much as other areas, at least not in the multifamily asset class. Uh, Jason, what do, you, what, do we, what do we see there in the multifamily asset class that held uh, the level of transactions and dollar volume uh,
1: somewhat stable? yes thank you shimon um what we're seeing really firsthand is um investors are being very cautiously optimistic on the multifamily after class throughout the bronx um with the current lending environment uh that we're currently in we've seen the cap rate um drive closer to or trending closer to a seven cap across um the old multifamily, and the price per unit dropping down and price per square foot dropping down to a level where the return is still uh, it's a good return for investors um, where they can still make a good a good return on their investment. but we've also seen firsthand that we're dealing with a lot of affordable housing throughout New York, which has seen uh, an uptick um, throughout the institutional investors and a lot more local investors that are getting into that environment.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're hitting it right on the head. I mean, what we've seen is that Nuveen bought the, close to a billion dollars uh, from Omni. And a lot of that, these buildings, as you stated a second ago, are in the Bronx. And the Bronx, as we all know, is comprised uh, from a multifamily perspective with a lot of affordable housing, Uh, buildings with capital A, but also a lot of rent-stabilized housing, and because of that specific transactions, I think we have seen the transaction volume stays very, uh, very uh, stable. And we'll talk more about uh, the multifamily uh, moving forward in a second, but I'm I'm curious to know, uh, Daniel, what have we seen? in terms of development side trades uh, because they usually tell a story about where the housing market is going uh, moving forward. What have you seen in 2023?
2: Sure, so the, the story with development starts that first of all this is the sixth year in a row that price per buildable square foot on average in the Bronx has grown even with a pretty decent dip in transaction volume. This is led by two different kinds of land trades. Um, the first is, and foremost that is on most people's minds is the 421A tax abatement that expired last year, that there are still very few, but still highly, highly desirable sites that have the tax abatement vested. Um, so developers have been keen on acquiring those sites at record prices. Um, this is also led by the growth in program voucher rents, um, led by Section 8 and the FEPS programs by the city, uh, that these rents have been growing year over year and developers are being more aggressive on their underwriting on growth in those departments. The second type of land trade that has been very active is also lands without a 421A. They trade lower than these sites that have the BAME vested, but they still are very demanded by one, affordable developers, as well as nonprofits, and a lot of these times the city gets involved with the pricing on the transactions here as well, due to giving
0: subsidy uh, money in a lot of those cases. Thank you. And so basically, the, the 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 developers there in the Bronx are finding value where there is an incentive, the vested four twenty one A, and where there is the ability to develop maybe uh, for FEPS, uh, you know, vouchers and also they're basically finding value if the city mostly the city but also the state sometimes cooperate and provide the subsidies needed for affordable housing they're willing to buy land so these incentives have to be aligned for developers to build and uh, that's something that we're saying all the time with regards to uh producing or the production of housing and let's let's jump right into what we're seeing in you know 2024 moving forward and I know we had a couple closings uh Jason why don't you start with one of them and then uh Daniel will continue with the other and we'll take it from there
1: of course we so we recently closed um uh 1500 1500 Noble Avenue which was a 237 unit uh 17 story elevated property um former Mitchell llama and this is a transaction that um was through an investor that was very optimistic about the Bronx and it's cautiously optimistic that we're seeing across the board but this is a prime example of larger transactions larger buildings um 100 run stabilized that are going to be transacting throughout the course of 2024 we're going to see this continued trend um through happen across the uh, throughout the year thank you and Daniel what else did we close
0: on
2: We had also arranged
0: the sale
2: of a six-building portfolio for a long-term landlord. Um, Buildings were in good condition. Paperwork was in good order, and it's still traded for a a 7.5 cap. Um, It did have an expiring tax abatement later in the decade, um, but it's just another testament that investors are looking for higher yield in the Bronx and all over. Um, But we still do find a demand. Uh, for these types of assets when the buildings are when there's minimal capex as well as having good standing paperwork uh, as well.
0: Yeah, the paperwork is a big, big item uh, for rent-stabilized today. And both of you mentioned uh, these two buildings that uh, were closing just now. We know that we have a tremendous amount of inventory in the Bronx specifically, both on the affordable housing side and on the rent-stabilized side. So chances are a transaction or, or this year is going to continue to be a very transactional year for the Bronx, specifically in multifamily and possibly also in land. Um, and and that, that, again, that coupled with possible lower interest rates, uh, the rezonings that took place in the Bronx just recently, uh, which is a good news for the Bronx, maybe a 421 or 485 to X by the end of the year, which allows for more development. And the MIMI program and the affordable housing, uh, and maybe some legislation that helps mitigate insurance costs. All of these good things um, are very hopeful for uh, New York City, but also for the Bronx specifically. So, uh, wishing all of us a great 2024. Jason and Daniel, thank you so much for uh, participating in this, and we look forward to hearing more uh, of you and in, in the near future.
2: Thank you, Shimon. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Shimon.